Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is Pat O. Pat O, how was your weekend? Fuck you. How was your weekend? Don't <laughs> ask me about my weekend. This is probably this is probably the first post uh Cryptid Bash podcast episode because all y'all were fucking podcasters. But I think we might beat everyone else into getting like a post show wrap up report uh episode out. I mean that's I not what that's not all right. we're doing this episode, but I think sure. we'll have yeah, 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 yeah. I, no, I, I think you're right about that. Um, so well, spill the tea, bitch. Well, don't you want to? Didn't didn't you have anything to, to cover on your weekend first before I get into it? I mean, yeah. Uh, what did I do? I saw Snake Eyes. Uh, it sucked. Suicide Squad was good. Okay. Uh, I worked my second job, which sucked. Did an interview with uh, Mike from TPK Publishing for people who make stuff. Um, people who I, make stuff i've heard of that show yeah i know uh it was a great interview the dude was australian i got a weird kind of giddiness out of talking to somebody from australia i don't know why but uh <laughs> it, it was it was really good um it was about an hour and a half episode pretty solid sunday was the first night of filming uh torch of the flesh i saw that yeah where did you see that i thought you posted pictures maybe i didn't see that you know what i did post pictures but you did not like the pictures that i posted so because, i don't so listen so what happened was i i opened instagram okay it was the first post right. and then all of a sudden it fucking reloaded and like it was there was new posts and i just haven't had the time to go back and actually look at it but i did okay. see one picture at least well i'll let you can do that after the show while we're running post-production but yeah. yeah so that was sunday night um it was cool we it was a, it was a handful of scenes there was uh, a dude getting a blowjob in a car and then he beat the shit out of the hooker and then there was a scene that we shot in a bar um you know it's good to it's it's good to be back and doing it and uh i'm having a lot of fun it's, it was night one it was day one of i think like fucking 20 so um yeah i mean that's it you know it's 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 there's gonna be more stuff to go with that but uh that and then uh wired episode three came out today so yes. or this week so that's this live week. so everyone check that so anyway f- fuck me how was cryptid bash how is everybody in, in real life are they was it more was it like meeting when we met and it was cool and fulfilling or was it disappointing no no are people no, no, bitchy no, no, no. spill the tea who's all right Who's cool and who's not? Um. Okay. Well. Um. Well, I can't. I can't tell you who's not cool. I'll tell you after the show. But like, like I can tell you that only it was only one person that wasn't cool. All right. So everybody's gonna want to know who that one person is. I understand. If you were there, and you notice that I don't talk about this person, then you'll know, and you probably already know. Um. But other than that, no. Everybody was great. Um. So why are you defending you know, them? Or like Why protecting am I defending their, them? For protecting their name by not saying them if they were that, if they were that like obviously like clearly out of pocket. I'll tell you afterwards. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. All right. So I can't really get into it. We'll get into all right, it. All right. All right. Anyway. All right. Okay. So, so okay. We drove down Friday night, right? We stayed in in Morgantown uh, Friday night, so we can get up in the morning and go to Crypt Bash. First of all, um, you know, it's, it's a four and a half hour drive. We get there at like one one o'clock in the morning super late and uh and booked the hotel room um except we get to this place and it was scary <laughs> like, it was sketchy as fuck it was super horrifying so um but we stayed the first night 
right? Mm-hmm. We stayed the first night and we were like, you know what? We're going to not stay another night. We're going to go. Actually, most of the people that were there stayed at, everybody stayed pretty much the same hotel. Everybody stayed at the Scholar Hotel. And uh, we're like, we're going to fucking book a room there tomorrow night. We're going to be with everybody. It'll be great. So that's what we did. But we got there and like initially I was nervous. I was very nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I'm like, what if I don't like recognize anybody? Like, I, like I know, like I see their pictures and stuff all the time, but like it's, you know, some people are different. You know, they look a little differently than they do, you know? And so I'm like, what if I don't recognize people? So I walk in and like I started recognizing like logos and stuff right off the rip because everybody had their, their booth set up. And um, I, but I didn't do that. I just fucking beelined for kinsey and sarah right from manic pixie dream goals and as you guys know kinsey gleason she's been on the show and uh i just went straight to them and it was fucking glorious it was beautiful it was a beautiful moment you know immediately i walk in and sarah's like oh my god why aren't you drinking and of course pulls out a white claw and, and gives it to me and uh, so at 11 in the morning i started drinking um but they're great they're exactly what you expect if you if you listen to their show and you know you follow them on social media fucking beautiful specimens i'm in love with them they're in love with me we're going to start uh, a cult so it's gonna be great um so we you know that was good some people like i said were a little bit different some people um like moth boy matt um <laughs> sorry matt uh, no i love him but he's a lot taller than i expected you know what i mean like i expected him to be like just a shorter he's just a really he's a really skinny guy you know so i just expected him to be a lot shorter and he, he wasn't he was tall he was like six foot i was like wow as you know a tall guy you know so some people look differently um you know a uh, fucking jeff from strangeology was there fucking great dude um robin and will from mystic novelty co they sell a lot of um they sell a lot of soaps and uh bath bombs and you know things of that nature that are cryptid related um they were great uh fucking uh jonathan dodd jonathan dodd does a lot of really great artwork for a lot of different um people in the cryptid community um he was sweet guy um danner from conjure dust design he also does a lot of artwork he's illustrated the um mothman learns the abc's book um but he's great actually i found out that danner only lives like an hour from me we're both ohioans i was like oh shit why the fuck Mm. are we hanging out my guy so we're probably gonna hang out um who am i missing there's so many people i I know i'm missing so many of you and i'm so sorry there's so many people but no no it was great it was a lot of fun oh aaron aaron from uh hey strangeness actually i hung out with probably aaron and his wife more than anybody um because they they drove 24 hours to get the fucking cryptid yeah he made me look bad yeah because i didn't go i had shit going on sorry but like yeah he was coming from texas so i was like all right motherfucker. no he was sad you weren't there actually a lot of people were sad that you weren't they're like i'm so sad pat's not here i'm like i know right um but no it was great well, do something in the midwest or the don't do this east coast shit anymore and and you'll get more people showing up or you'll get a different west bowl. virginia is the midwest isn't it fuck that's that no 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 this there's was no a, shore touching west virginia this was a very much east coast a right side of the united states event this was not center this was right the right it was east midwest coast. i don't know is, no. is, is is it midwest i don't know i don't know if we'll west agree virginia to disagree so is there an after party did that happen oh, there absolutely no there was an after party and an after after party oh. um so you know we, we did the cryptid bash thing hung out for a while you know, I kind of most of the time I hung out with the, you know, with the with the ghouls and their mm. uh, and their because they were set up. They got the best fucking spot in the whole place. They were set right in the dead center. 
So uh, I had a great booth, um, you know, hung out, passed out stickers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a guy who I will be talking to further. I mean, he's, he shared his story, you know, some a little bit. He's not shy about it at all. Um, he actually believes that he um, died in the Silver Bridge collapse and that he's he's a reincarnated person from the Silver Bridge collapse. Wow. So that was very cool. Um, but anyway... There was an after party. So afterwards we went down to we went down to a local brewery. We all hung out there. Um Sarah had brought some henna tattoo ink, which I'm sure you guys all saw. So I don't know why, but we all had beef henna tattooed on us. I, beef for some reason is a thing. I don't know what it means. It doesn't matter. It's beef, you know? Sure. It doesn't it doesn't need to mean anything. It was of the moment. Beef, right. And right. so you know, we, we did that, and then afterwards we all went back to, well, some of us then, some people left, um, some people were driving back home, some people were just fucking exhausted, because at that point it's 10 o'clock at night, everybody's been at it since 10 o'clock that morning, um, but some of us went back to the hotel that we were staying at, our hotel had a bar, so we hung out there, um, I didn't go to bed till like 3, so. Damn, so who brought the coke? What's that? Who brought who the brought coke? The- nobody there was no coke i was so sad there was however i'm not gonna say what there was <laughs> what molly no all right whatever it doesn't matter anyway there was there was there was goodies but okay you know but i don't I don't want to out anybody so i won't you don't um, have to say who brought it you just tell me what the drugs were i know but it's a giveaway so i won't um it's a giveaway <laughs> like why because it was like <laughs> Like it's, bed feathers or something <laughs> like what? No, it's prescription. So I mean, you know. Right. Anyway, um, I just I don't know who's listening to the show, you know, so I don't want to do that to anybody. Okay. So someone had Adderall. That, that's not what I said. No, but if anyway. you're drinking, I know how drugs work, bitch. Like if you're drinking <laughs> till three o'clock in the morning, if you're doing a fifteen-hour bender, either you're on blow, you're on Molly. I don't think it was an acid party because you haven't talked about acid. So then someone had Adderall. Like I said. There's one thing I know about Adderall is that Adderall loves white girls as much as white girls love Adderall. So we'll just leave it at that. And I can, that's, you don't have to say anything. I'm a fucking 40 year old man. It's been on the block. Connect dots on my own. Thank you. No, but it was great. It was great. And then I know like the next day, um, which I I don't really know too, too much about because I didn't get to fucking go. But I know the next day, uh, a lot of them went down to uh, Sutton, West Virginia, and they had a private tour of the Flatwoods Museum. So that was pretty cool. Um, but I know that uh, it's like Sarah ended up getting like really bad food poisoning and she had like a terrible, <laughs> a terrible time. Poor thing. Um, and I know that like she's yeah. like, so Sarah's got a Tesla. Okay. And she puked in her Tesla and all over herself. <laughs> yeah. And so it was all, it should people over shorts and like she stopped and got out of the car. I know, I saw that TikTok. Right. Did but you make your TikTok yet? I have a TikTok. I haven't put anything up yet. But okay. All right. Um, but so she gets out of the car to change her shorts, right? And she does. She takes her short shorts off to change them. And they're like in a very public place. And she's not wearing any panties. <laughs> and just continue to change. I mean, the girl is wild. I fucking love her. She's, she's great. <laughs> just fucking fearless it's amazing um but anyway no we all had a really good time i'm I'm having very much uh you know depression because i just miss everybody so much already 
um you know it's not like anybody's too too far away which is a really good thing except for aaron is you know (laughs) he's a little too far away but um but we're doing it again actually um with the same group of people um and 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 then some as a matter of fact uh because we're all going to CryptidCon in november um plus a lot of us together are going to be at the braxy bazaar which is actually september 11th 9-11 um and then we're also doing mothman festival which is the weekend after so i think it's what the 18th and 19th or something like that um so more stuff to look forward to that's for sure um but it, it was great no it was exactly what i imagined it would be it was beautiful for a while it like didn't feel real like it, it got really overwhelming and like a lot of us kept talking about that like how we all kind of had to take little breaks from like the group because you just you met so many because you know Pat, we met right and it was great right we had a great fucking time mm-hmm. and it was like that but it was like that times 20 so it was it, you know the emotions were very high but everybody was it was it was so loving and wholesome and and great and i just to well, touch crypt- them again yeah CryptidCon's been on my radar because it's in kentucky which is a little bit more midwest then uh yeah know to it. yeah that's that's i think like five hours away well, for me i mean yeah you got no excuse not to go and it's in november it's a far enough you know it's a far enough uh yeah november it's the 19th through the 21st so you should do it i'm gonna try you need to do it but anyway it's gonna be a whole big big thing it's gonna be awesome um uh, we'll we'll talk about it you know privately and plan but yeah no it was great well, do you have any questions about anybody? I know there's a lot of people there. The Moth Boys are great. I mean, everybody was great, except for that one person. <laughs> no, I think I think this conversation is better suited for off the air. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was I was texting you. I was like, "Who's a who's a bitch?" And you're like, "No, everyone's yeah. fine." I'm like, "Okay, hold wait till you go." No, um, everyone was like, like I said, everyone was pretty much fine. Um, you know, like I said, except the one person. No, everybody else was fucking great. It was amazing. You know, my but my thing is like, like you said, like you get there and then they're like, yeah, start drinking at eleven, dude. Like you remember when me and you hung out? If if that was me in that situation, I would have been fucking blackout drunk by four in the afternoon. Yeah. So like I didn't like that was one thing that like Kinsey and Sarah were saying afterwards. They were like surprised because I didn't like go all out or whatever. And like I didn't. I was very I was very tame. As you a have to be in that. Yeah. I, I don't marath- marathon drinking does not is, is not a skill that I possess. Well, right. And so like, I started drinking those white claws. I'm like, I just I can't drink white claw. Like, I can't drink any type of beers. Like I, I need to drink liquor. Like and I ended up having a massive headache like halfway through the day. Yeah. It was hot. It was fucking hot. Everyone was, looks sweaty. Yeah, we were all so fucking sweaty. It was hot in the building. It was hot outside. It's like you couldn't yeah. get away from the heat. You know, you're in a mountain town, so like even if it, like you left for a little bit and came back, you had to fucking walk up and down hills and shit to get to wherever. There was no driving anywhere because you're in a city, and yeah. so you know it was just kind of you know that part was just kind of like, Ugh. and then you know we went to the brewery and we all hung out on the patio out back, and so <laughs> it's hot, right? <laughs> you know, so it was it was all right. Then finally, you know, we got back to the hotel, but at that point, you know, everybody had been fucking drinking all day and you know doing their prescription medication and <laughs> yeah that's i don't know that's like that's not how i that's just not how i do it that's not how i do it. i would rather just be like hanging out all day and then having a good time and then and having then a good time party. sober and then you have the party that night right party you know what old. i mean yeah yeah, yeah. where everyone goes fucking balls out right. but i guess when you maintain it's like okay 
it, it's better to be lightly buzzed for 12 hours than get completely fucking shit-faced in three well so that right so that's how it was so it's like you know i just kind of had a maintenance you know level going on and then eventually um i mean i was drunk but i wasn't like i wasn't quite my crazy fun drunk self but i also like i didn't want to make a bad impression on anybody by you know pulling my titties out and touching everybody's penis you know what i mean so like i didn't (laughs) handed out wolf tickets and an out wolf tickets of no. course well, i let's i wish i wish i edited this podcast so i could drop in this would be the point where i drop in the soundbite from last week's episode where you fucking said vehemently that you were gonna pull your titties out immediately <laughs> exactly right. i know i did say that you know but right. but, I, but i felt bad once i got there i felt bad about it i didn't want to I don't. I didn't know how everybody was. You know what hey, I mean. Well, I as someone who planned an entire family vacation around hanging out with you, I could say no one was more disappointed than me. <laughs> well, come back and you'll find out. Um, you know. So, so next time, it's that's. There's definitely going to be titties. That's for sure. Um, now that sure. I know that it's okay. You sure, know? Ashley. Sure, Ashley. I'm what sure. do you mean, sure? Please. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, but 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 I know now. You know, you don't know people's limits. Some people don't like to be touched and shit. I don't. I don't right at the end of the day we're all internet friends i mean that's the thing is that like an internet friend sometimes i have live journal friends that i've known for over 20 years that i'm still friends with to this day but you never know that's not everybody sometimes they're right people carry themselves and present themselves a lot better online first of all we all act like fucking weirdos online because we're all into this fucking paranormal shit so it's just it's a matter of like who's crazy but who has social skills right (laughs) and and like who doesn't who doesn't have soft skills and a lot of us do i feel like you know but you're always going to get the outliers that just don't you know so that was the that was the fucking beautiful part and i said it to ann um at one point we were like dropping because we'd like buy some shit and then we would like go and and take it back like walk back to the car take it back to the car Mm -hmm. so we don't carry it whatever um but that that was the i told her i'm like you know what's it's beautiful because like you know i'm i'm in a place where everybody's fucking weird we're all fucking weird you know and even like Anne Anne doesn't know any of these people Anne's weird you know obviously again she's she's my fucking we're insulting injury she's my partner in crime you know but she didn't know any of these people going in and i'm like you know it's it's okay like because they get it they get that you're acting weird because they're all so fucking weird because we're all fucking weird and it's okay and but it felt good it felt great to just kind of be you know, I might go to a party, I might go to a bar, I might talk to people, and I might kind of find somebody that's slightly interested in this stuff. But it's not often that I go and I, I talk to people that, like, know what the fuck I'm talking about, for one. And it's West Virginia, I mean, it's West Virginia, so, and we're all there talking about West Virginian cryptids. I mean, there were goddamn vegetable ma- man fucking t-shirts and pins and shit, you know? And you don't, you don't, nobody knows who the fuck the vegetable man I is. I don't. You know, right? <laughs> I mean, so it was. it felt very, you know, very much very comfortable it felt very at home is how it felt and it was just beautiful it's it's fucking magnificent and i just i hate that i can't live every day of my life like that um but soon soon i i will make this a reality somehow because i just i just adored it i mean it was great it's fucking goals right there (laughs) is to live my life at least five days a week around other fucking weirdos all the time um you know i i 100 percent identify with what you said and to bring it back i i kind of glanced over you know uh the first day of filming being this weekend but as someone that right out of high school went to film school like that was a huge part of who i was as a person in my life and i you know 
yesterday I did in 36 hours. I went from like, you know, I worked the second job. I fucking did sound for the Christian rock band. I came home, did an interview podcast interview, went and worked on a movie set for eight hours, came home, slept for three, and then got up and worked my day job for another eight hours today. And now I'm doing this. And, you know, it, it was a little, you know, when I came home last night after filming for eight hours, like, yeah, I felt real fucking good. Um, I felt better than I've ever felt being drunk or high or anything. Like it was a very natural high. I felt very good about myself. It was three in the morning. Had spent eight hours filming, got a lot of good stuff done. There were some challenges. We overcame them. There was obstacles. We adapted. We overcame, came home, you know, felt very fucking good about myself and then got up and went and worked a day job that I could give two fucks about. Right. And it was, and I know you, I know you know that feeling well, you know, as well. And it was a little soul crushing because you want to live like you're on vacation. You want to live in that world forever. And maybe you're not at that point yet. But if you stop chasing that dream, you'll never get there. You'll never get there. Yeah. You're you right. know, so it's like, yeah, okay. You know, kind of reality hangover set in today for both of us. But we can still keep chasing that dragon. It is there. And all it's going to take is more work and just putting one foot in front of the other. And, you know, do it. And that's how it's been like, you know, since, since I've left crypto, I'm definitely a lot closer to these people, you know, we were yeah. already like, we already knew, you know, before, <laughs> before we all met, Oh, I might cry. But you know, we already knew before we all met, you know, kind of, we kind of had a pretty good idea how it was going to go. Um, but then the weekend kind of solidified it and how it's been for all of us, like since we've all, left each other is that like we've been almost in constant contact with each other like you know we're all kind of messaging each other individually just like oh so good to meet you can't wait to do it again when's your next event you know um stuff like that and and you know i had said to um who was it mothboy mike um i had gotten a hold of him and he because somebody took pictures and i asked you know where they were or whatever and he's like yeah he was like, man, he's like, I had such a good time this weekend. I was like, man, I fucking live for these things. I really do. And, you know, it's it's worth it. I mean, it is, you know, if I guess if that's all you get, of course, I would like to do it more often. Right now, we're in a pandemic. We can't do it more often. Hell, we might not even be able to do the future events, let's be honest. You know, with the way things are going right now, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, I would like to see the end of the pandemic, you know, happen and then be able to do these things <laughs> more because it's very fulfilling it really is it's very fulfilling and you just don't you know you don't know you don't really know the feeling unless you start kind of you know chasing chasing your dreams and this was really the first time since I've been doing what I've been doing where I really felt recognized and validated you know what I mean like I don't do yeah. I don't do this like yes I I have and I've told somebody this before yes I have a podcast yes I do um, you know, because, and I say it all the time, nobody's going to pay me to go hunt monsters, right? So I have to make content in order to turn this into a paycheck somehow, right? Which I don't mind mm -hmm. doing. Love talking to people. I love talking about weird shit. Love talking weird on Wednesdays, whatever. <laughs> but I don't do it because I, I'm a show host. That's, that's not why I do it. I don't want, I don't do it because I want the fame. I don't do it for those reasons. I do it because I want to teach people. I want people to be genuinely inspired. I want them to learn, you know what I mean? I've got all these other, all these other motives here. And this was really the first, and again, this is the first event I've done since I've been doing any of this, where I was able to kind of see 
you know some people of course i had to tell them about my show right they didn't know who i was i tell them about my show that's fine mm-hmm. um but you know some people already knew who i was you know because of it and so you know and then not just that they would just stop and talk about how you know how inspiring it is and how you know how much they learned from it and this that, and the what other. the show the show yeah the show <laughs> yeah this show really <laughs> yeah yeah oh, oh my yeah. god and so you know and that and it, fe- it feels great you know it feels great to be told that because you know I, I feel like i put a lot of work into this thing and you know i'm not even close to my goal again i can't pay my paychecks with it um or pay my bills with it rather um but you know the fact that there are people out there that are listening the fact that it is growing the fact that people love it um it's great it's just a really good feeling so anyway but that's that's my that's my soapbox for for the for the episode for now i guess until we get into the topic but that's all i got to say about it <laughs> so cool. it was good it was good cool and uh we'll, we'll be doing it again soon so anyway back to uh i guess uh i don't know let me see i don't think you know what i don't think i have any news this week um it's been so crazy yeah i really don't it's been so crazy i haven't been able to get any and i don't think there's really anything going on anyway so the universe must have known <laughs> that i was going to talk about cryptid bash for a half an hour before i got into the episode so all, all, all the cryptids took a vacation this week because uh they knew, <laughs> Just all, for the, me. They knew all the cryptid hunters would be busy at cryptid bash yeah <laughs> like we can't no but no cryptid bash was great um there will definitely be a cryptid bash 2022 so it, it will continue it will probably continue at the morgantown art party it was a huge turnout it really was like at one point you couldn't even walk through the building there were so many people which was surprising considering the state of the pandemic and you know but it, but no i mean it was it was a really big turnout people really enjoyed it a lot of folks that deserve it made a lot of money it was good so there you go um but you know we made a promise that we would uh do this episode it's been kind of what a month in the making now for this episode <laughs> god it feels like so much it feels like so, so much, much it does, so much it does. but i'm excited so obviously you know because you clicked on it it's a uh, satanic panic at the disco right um it's i'm not maybe that i should title the episode that i don't know <laughs> There, there's a uh, there's a TikTok account called that. Oh yeah, there is. Like Which, I won't steal it. Yeah, no, do it. Who gives a shit? Let them let them send us a cease and desist, which they won't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Maybe they listen to the show. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they'll be flattered. I don't know. No, I, I doubt they do. Anyway, um, so we have t- we have talked about t- amongst us together about Satanic Panic, and it's a lot. Um, it's a really big topic that well it it is and it isn't satanic panic is part of a larger thing um that is is a really big topic but satanic panic is just a small piece of this big puzzle that we have kind of going on so um but we'll talk more specifically about satanic panic itself so in the in the 1980s and the 1990s um it it became a really big deal for people to think that there were these large elite groups of of satanists that were targeting basically ch- mostly children i mean pretty much children for the most part and um you know for whatever reason you know pedophilia or you know just to hail satan or whatever um but uh, there was a lot of it um it, it started to kind of snowball i mean it started with kind of one thing and then would kind of snowball into other things and make it bigger than what it actually was 
Yeah, there was a couple different. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to pinpoint one reason or, or or cause for this to happen. But I mean, if you go back far enough, it, there was you know the Salem witch trials and stuff like. Well, this is, this is something that happens with with civilization every once in a while. Is right. that we we start to we start to blame, you know, the darkness for things that happen in our own lives and uh one of the contributing factors to this most recent craze that we're going to talk about that started in the 80s could have been the fact that there was a lot of and this is once again this is you know from a social cultural standpoint you had a lot of uh women entering the workforce and you had a lot of uh traditionally women stayed at home with the children and the men went out and worked and now you had women entering the workforce as well, uh, kind of in equal numbers as men. And for the first time in, in our, our culture's history, we were relying on third parties to watch our children. Daycares became uh, widespread and prevalent and necessary. And that there's the societal guilt that we that some people were feeling for using that. They felt that it, it was kind of uh, a degradation of the home life, right? Because children weren't being cared well, for specifically by their mothers. They were sure. relying on these other people to do it. And wouldn't you know it, you know, it, people were just like, it just seemed like there was already this kind of like anxiety there for letting other people watch their children that when uh, there would be a claim that these these daycare workers were Satanists or something, it almost confirmed an anxiety that people already had about their own children and what they were doing, and they seemed more likely to believe it. Well, okay, so let's hold on. Let's backtrack a little bit here. So the thing about Satanic Panic is that if you go and you try to trace the roots of Satanic Panic, you will not find them. You will continue to fall down the rabbit hole and continue to go throughout documented history and find other things that fed into it there was no start there was not one thing that kicked it off satanic panic is part of a larger thing that's known as moral panic okay and moral panic has been around forever and it still is around today and it will always continue to be around forever and it's just something that humans do i mean it's kind of a, a i guess mass i hate to say mass hysteria but it is it's like a mass hysteria you said it the salem witch trials was a really good example of that um but you know it, like i said if you kind of start digging and you start kind of chasing um you know what what the cause was of like just just say satanic panic period what you'll find is a lot of overlay between between the topics so it's like oh well it started off as this but then it morphed into that which morphed into this which morphed into that right all, all of it all of it is just moral panic um you know however they all kind of have their events that kind of kick off certain certain things so um i've kind of drawn up a little timeline here um it it started satanic panic became big uh with a uh with a novel or i guess an autobiography of the name of michelle remembers okay mm -hmm. and michelle remembers uh was was written by a psychiatrist who had a uh a patient who um she was a very strange woman she started having like weird episodes as an adult and because of that he started doing things like uh basically regression therapy on her 
um, hypnosis right. and whatnot and to try to figure out why she was acting that way. And she came up with some wild stories about how she was, you know, part of these satan- the satanic rituals and, you know, in a, in a huge way and she, just all kinds of fucked up things happened to her. And he's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. So then they went on to, you know, they wrote this book, it came out. They're like, oh, this is all 100 percent true. It actually happened. And, you know, from there, the psychiatrist, he actually ended up specializing um, mostly in cases that dealt with satanic panic. Like he was like the driving force for all of these people that would then come to him with these allegations. And then he would like help them on uh, cases and things like that. Um, eventually, the psychiatrist and, and, and the patient, uh, they actually got married yeah they both divorced they were they were married when the when they're uh when they met when pa- they yeah, patient doctor relationships sorry they were married to right. uh, individual spouses and they left their spouses divorced even though that's against the catholic church and right. uh married each other and married each other and so you know that that's very interesting they made a lot of money off of this thing um sure. but the thing is is that when they started when people started reading this i mean they went on oprah they were on oprah they were everywhere Right. You know, and it was sold as 100% true. But when people started trying to trace this, um, these claims, uh, it didn't make any sense. Right. And, you know, there was nobody was ever charged. The only person that was ever really named as as being, you know, that had these allegations against them was Michelle's mother. And she was she died. She right. died back in the sixties. And there was she had she had siblings that there's no mention of in the book. The right. book the book climaxes, which I actually want to read this book now because why not? You know what I mean? I read all the fucking sure. time. I'll read this one next. Uh the the climax of her story um <laughs> is uh an eighty one day ritual in nineteen fifty five that she was a part of that supposedly summoned Satan himself. Yeah, and involved the intervention of Jesus, the Virgin Mary, and the and uh, Michael the Archangel. Yeah, <laughs> in a climactic battle after an eighty-one day ritual that she was a part of, which is like woof. That's yeah. a long fucking time. I'm gonna tell you that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb here. However, this is the fucking crazy part, and this actually is ties into the um the daycare sex abuse hysteria we'll get there yeah because but that this book though as ridiculous as it sounds was something that police departments and social workers were reading yeah as kind of like a case study right on satanic abuse and it was completely unfounded there was there was no there was there was no like verification that any of this happened but none right People were taking this book, which is fucking fiction, and they were using it as, uh, like I said, as a training document to spot this stuff uh, if it was, if it, you know, if it was happening in your community. And it led to even more bullshit stories and false reports. Well, and not even just that. The, the author, you know, the man who, who, wrote, who wrote the book, the, the psychiatrist, his name's Lawrence, I think it's Pazder, Pazder, Pazdar, I don't know how to say his name. Mr. Lawrence, Larry, um, <laughs> I would call him Larry. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he was going tr- and he was training law enforcement and social workers and stuff on, on these things. Like he, he was the guy, you yeah. know, he was everywhere. And so, and, and you're right. And it was based off of 
fucking bullshit is what it was based off of there was no there was no evidence of it whatsoever none and so you know what, what the thought process quick, is is that you just get to your one, next one oh you go ahead all right i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say this go and ahead. then I, I don't want you to even respond to it i want you to just continue on with what you're doing the 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 like crux of all of this uh of all of this like evidence gathering and stuff uh stems from his use of recovered memory therapy hypnotherapy right suppressed memories which Mm -hmm. also was used at the time surprise surprise in a lot of the uh ufo abduction cases (laughs) not saying those were all bullshit too from the 80s that like but but hopkins and whitley streber and all that shit but it's still used this day yeah yeah the 80s was when we when we saw these techniques being used and what they uncovered was supposed satanic abuse and supposed alien abduction and i'm not saying that 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 means that all the alien abduction shit was bullshit that we got from this all the all the stories that came from this in the 80s but there's a reason that the ufo phenomenon in the 80s was all about abduction and if you if you look at where they were getting their evidence from, it was from hypnotherapy, recovered memory therapy, suppressed memories. And which it, the, re- the regression therapy has a yeah. lot of overlay with MK Ultra. So again, once you start falling down this rabbit hole, folks, right. it's deep. The lore is deep with this one. So be be prepared. Um okay, so should I continue with what I was yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, All right go on that offshoot no it's it's perfectly fine it's a it's of note because you know what that kind of therapy is a big big deal when it comes to this time period anyway um so yeah come to find out what they believe happened what they how they believe this all kind of came to be was that michelle had made it all up in order to because she had a crush on larry and uh her name's like michelle smith or something um but she had a crush on larry and he, she made it all up in order to keep his attention and kind of draw him into her and it, obviously it worked in her favor because they got married and that's just one i mean that's one theory but that's a pretty apparently that's a pretty good theory it's a pretty popular theory so i don't know i don't know i don't know why she made it up but she did now it could have also been it could have been that she she made it up cognitively right it, but however it could have also been that you know hypnotherapy is bullshit and you can place memories and we know that we we know that that's kind of an issue right right well when you get it when you get into the uh daycare sex abuse hysteria that is you know implanted memories it it, it can be people can be very you can suggest things that people kind of you know that people kind of take for real i know with my own experiences you know at this point and i've always said this whenever i've the two times you made me tell my fucking story on this on this show (laughs) i've always said like it feels like you're paying playing a game of telephone with yourself because it's been so long and it's been something that's you've mulled over in your head so fucking much that like at certain at at anybody that says that oh i remember it like it was yesterday no you fucking don't (laughs) you know it's you're playing a game of telephone with yourself and it just kind of you know you're making copies of the same vhs tape and at some point it's so degraded that i don't know what the fuck at who knows you know and uh yeah i i feel like it, it, you almost it could maybe it's the people looking for attention 
or maybe it's the psychiatrist looking to sell fucking books you know and and they're trying to lead these people because they know what's going to be the most sensationalist you right. know right so i mean it wasn't right and, and so i mean whatever the whatever the reason was for them faking it you're telling me that this that this person that that satan came and and then jesus showed up and then they have fight and then michael showed up and no none of that happened okay <laughs> like none of that happened so i just say and every single person that's ever been a part of this woman's life has come forward not not a single person in her life has come forward and said you know what I, you know what she was kind of acting weird during that time nobody nobody and so it just it's fake right it's fake mm-hmm. so this happened right and then something else happened um and there's this isn't the only one um however the biggest the large the the largest allegation to come out of this was the uh mcmartin preschool incident right yeah right in which case it started because a woman's child came to her i didn't put her name down it doesn't matter her child came to her and he was having difficult bowel movements not funny but yes sorry i laughed but yeah <laughs> difficult bowel mode uh, pat what about our ibs listeners out there you're being insensitive I'm just kidding it's it's fine poop's funny it's fine um but but he was he was having he was having painful bowel, bowel movements and she automatically jumped to conclusions and said that he was being sodomized by the guy there and but not just him th- that there's these wild stories and it's ha- been happening to other kids and all that now let me just preface all of this by saying that this woman eventually was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Schizophrenia, yeah. But I mean, they ended up they they charged these people with 321 counts of child abuse involving yeah. 48 children because by the right. time the police and the social workers went through and talked to all these kids, they had all kinds of crazy stories about fucking uh they were they were put on hot air balloons and taken to ranches and shit and there oh was yeah t- people people were flying yeah there was tunnels underneath the the daycare um there was uh yeah all kinds of all kinds of crazy shit robots <laughs> all kinds of crazy all kinds right and they did yeah. all this that right so they would they would fucking take them out of the daycare on planes or hot air balloons or whatever and send them over to fucking private areas and then also, and then you know, fuck them up and and do all this fucked up shit to them, and then have them back without a scratch on them by the time their parents got there. Right. You know, the one which you know is is definitely noted a lot is a like the one kid had a lineup and was told to like point out people, and they pointed out Chuck Norris as one of the people. Yes, <laughs> that was another one. Chuck Chuck Norris was one of the supposed uh, <laughs> abusers. <laughs> And like that's the thing is that like that's when you gotta really wonder like, did anyone say like, hey, this is fucking bullshit? Like, like, how... Chuck Norris was probably not there, but right, a Walker, Texas Ranger, <laughs> or no. people are like, oh my god, how deep does this go? I think that you know, and this is once again, this is me waxing philosophical, but I think there's that people generally want to live in horror movies. And that when stuff like this happens, it it gives them a chance to convince themselves that, oh, my God, I'm living in a horror movie. Or, oh, my God, this is so horrific. Yeah. I can't believe this is real. But it's not real. 
but right. they want it to be real and they want it to be real so bad that they'll overlook all the red flags and listen people do this with romantic partners all the fucking time. absolutely you know absolutely. what i mean Pe- yeah. people people blow smoke up their own asses and right. and and they'll subscribe to whatever fucking goofy notion that they want to go to sleep thinking about that night and you know the lies we tell ourselves but this is th- this is interesting because it shows a trend in society in our culture to want to believe that this is happening even in the face of 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 contradictory evidence or common fucking sense we wanted this to be so fucking true that we overlooked all the red flags yes said that it was true the police fucking went along with it the district attorneys went along with it and a lot of these things had to go to trial the media too the media fucking well they were savage to these people yeah yeah, but I mean, but it went both ways because this was back when there, I think, when there was still integrity in the press, and I forget who, I forget who it was in response to what case because there's so many of these fucking cases. I do want to talk about one other one too, the Kern County child abuse cases, but um, where a lot of a lot of reporters like it, it, it worked both ways because you had a lot of reporters that were reporting the sensationalist bullshit just to sell newspapers and just for the headlines, and then you had the reporters doing the work and uncovering the bullshitness of these cases that were winning Pulitzers and their careers went even further in the long run because everybody was writing books about this shit. Either you were writing a book about the horrific truth of what happened at this daycare, or you were writing a book about the mishandling of justice in light of this fucking recent wave of hysteria. Right. Everyone got rich off this shit. Everyone, the fucking kids got rich. The, the, the criminals, unfortunately, not the criminals, but the people that were wrongly accused like they eventually it, it's just it's so bizarre that as a culture there was this point in time in our nation's history where this was like an epidemic um but it, it's the truth it's what really happened and this went on this ended up being it ended up being the longest trial in in the u.s it lasted for seven years because people just kept coming forward mm. and you know it, it just continued and they would investigate every single lead um they ended up doing like some type of uh because they were talking about tunnels and shit underneath the daycare they ended up doing like some type of uh like sonar you know reading underneath there and they were like oh my god there's tunnels but like realistically like yes there's shit there, there, there's shit dug up underground because that's where all of our pipes and and right. a lot of our electricity it was just shit runs. built on top of shit in california in the 60s right it, yeah. it wasn't anything right they ended up finding out it wasn't anything i think they found like over 100 animal bones or something in the ground but like yeah okay sure dating back to when i mean we've had animals all throughout time that live and die i mean there's animal bones everywhere you know it wasn't like it was anything magnificent to prove that this was anything and at the end of the day nobody was charged with anything well and so in the kern county child abuse cases um which started in 1980s in kern california it was 1982 um 36 people were convicted and spent years in prison and 34 of those convictions were overturned on appeal the only two people that did not have their convictions overturned on appeal were people that were 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 murdered in prison that died in prison wow but yeah they they did convict 36 fucking people all of those were thrown out uh it was a sex ring Uh, there was like 20 children no i'm sorry there was like 60 children that they got to testify all of that was bullshit 
Right. And uh, prior to the start of the Kern County child abuse cases, several local social workers had attended training seminars that emphasized satanic ritual abuse as a major element of child sexual abuse and had used the now debunked memoir Michelle Remembers as training material. Yeah. Bringing it back to this fucking book. So right. it was like somebody writes a somebody writes a sketchy fucking book that gets talked about on Oprah that gets talked you know what I mean it, it kind of gets passed around everyone reads it creates this fucking fervor and then they give it to the cops and then they give it to the social workers they use this training material because I don't know if I I actually talk about this on the uh, people who make stuff episode I just recorded with Mike from uh, TPK Publishing because we kind of got into the satanic panic a little bit talking about 1980s sure. hair metal. Uh, nothing light years away from this conversation but um you know i had growing up one of my mom's friends was a chicago cop and she would come over and have he was a friend of the family she had a son that was my age and we'd do dinners together and shit like that and i remember her telling me about uh trainings that she had had to go to for the police department which they do periodically about gangs or whatever and the training that she had gone to um that she had gone to that week or whatever was a was how to spot um like satanic imagery and like these satanic cults right and i remember her going on this fucking diatribe about the smurfs and how the smurfs were satanic and i'm like what i remember being a kid it, i had had to be like the mid to late 80s i mean i remember this so it was post 1985 was probably like close to like the early you know not like maybe right around the 90s but um yeah about how she thought you know there's because they use magic in that cartoon and the smurfs are blue and all this stuff and like the fuck are you talking about this was the chicago police department yeah having a training seminar and that you know you made that joke about satanic panic at the disco they run a lot of those they you know they run a lot of those like the training uh, videos and stuff and they have one where they talk about that so, like, this is a legitimate training video that went out that the police departments across the United States, including the city of Chicago, third largest city in the fucking country, watch. They were training officers that the fucking Smurfs were satanic. Yeah. They weren't. <laughs> They're yeah. not. It's a fucking stupid cartoon. Right. Even then, I knew it was a shitty cartoon, you know? <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where our culture was at. Right. I mean, it was uh, it, it was ridiculous. I mean, all based off of off of hysteria, <laughs> basically. I mean, based off of nothing from bread from nothing. Well, and, you know, we kind of talked about last week how, you know, the people who kill together, you know, kind of start off with an idea. And then the next and then somebody else takes it further and then the other person takes it further and then they just can't kind of keep going back and forth until they reach the absolute limit. Well, that's what the fuck's happened here. I mean, that's what it is. It started off with somebody writing a book. You know what I mean? Like that's how, that's how it started. And then right. somebody else takes it further and then so on and so forth. You know what I mean? And so it just it just continues. Um, but the you know, these weren't the only um, th definitely were not the only cases of of the uh, child care, uh, you know, people being accused of things like this this happened a lot oh yeah and you know while there are cases of just like we talked about with the chicago ripper crew while there are cases of children being sexually abused or just abused in general um in daycares and things like that those do happen right it doesn't mean that they happen 
because of satanic ritual abuse. <laughs> so they're not really related so that's how it was with like the chicago ripper crew they were not doing i mean yes they said that they were doing it because of you know satan and stuff but like probably not really no right and that 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 is something we talked about last week is that he if anything fed into pre-existing hysteria to use the guise of there being a satanic connection to kind of lure his his um co-conspirators feed his habit into it yeah but his you know his desire to do this and had nothing to do with that at all that was just kind of the window dressing that he used to kind of form his posse and um he was kind of taking advantage of something that was already there what i think is what's so interesting though is like when you see them go out of their way to make all these connections and so the you know, manipulating children to make false claims, that's one thing, okay? But the fact that they were also trying to find all of these instances of satanic influence in pop culture, it almost seems like, what were they really trying to do? Like, are you trying to either completely secularize, secularize entertainment? Like, take out any type of uh you know st- movies or, or cartoons or anything that involves magic or the paranormal or the supernatural or just like the smurfs like yeah it's, you know gargamel's a fucking warlock or something i guess but i mean is he really a magician like is that that central to the story i didn't right. come away from the smurfs wanting to learn more about fucking magic you know what i mean like that's such a weird connection to make and to see that as being a threat of anything you know, like, oh, well, it's magic. You know, we're, we're teaching our kids to, to want to do the occult. Or, like, if you look at, like, Harry Potter, like, and, and, and that was something that came underneath a lot of criticism in um, even more recent times, like in the past 20 years. You know, when the Harry Potter books were at the height of popularity, there was a lot of Christian groups and, like, Christian parent groups that were saying, you know, we, we shouldn't have our kids reading these books because they, you know, glorify the occult and stuff because they're all wizards and witches and shit. But, like... I don't know. Did it? It, You know, and it's not like Harry Potter had like a a pantheon of gods or anything. You know, they weren't praying to like to gods to get give them the power, demons or anything like that. There was monsters in Harry Potter, but there weren't like there weren't really like demons. Like Voldemort was evil, but there was no talk of like a, a Satan or anything like that. Like it almost very goes out of its way not to do that. You know what I mean? Um, and yet that was something that was seen as is kind of like corrupting our children. And if you start taking away all these things that are supposed to be negative influences on our children, it's like, what kind of world are you trying to create? You don't want your kids to listen to music with objectionable lyrics or anything like that. Like the fact that like the kiss was once thought as being satanic is fucking laughable. Like, come on, enough time has passed so that all of us rational adult people can look back and say, there's absolutely nothing fucking satanic about kiss. Not at all. 100%. Even like Iron Maiden. Like Iron Maiden writes songs about shit that you see on the History Channel. Iron Maiden writes songs about World War One and the fucking prisoner and and you know the westward expansion and the fucking the Native Americans being driven off this country. Like World War like, Iron Maiden is not writing songs about Satan and saying I mean, they have the number of the Beast album, but like that is not inherently 
demonic. It's one fucking song. The vast majority right. of their catalog is history channel disco metal, right? Like these, it, you don't want people playing Dungeons and Dragons. You don't want people listening to metal. You don't want people listening to Kiss. You don't want people watching the Smurfs. You don't want people putting their kids in daycare. What kind of world are you trying to build in response to this? A very, a very sad and boring and lonely one. Well, I, I th- yeah, or, or it's almost a return to like very antiquated like 1950s values no, worse where than the that. Woman... no 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 worse than that i mean it all starts off with with the puritans right the right, puritans right, right, over, right that's what it is and and that's and that's that's what it stems from is that you have these people that are so afraid to let go of these fucked up toxic ideas that they try to make the other side of it seem like it's fucked up and toxic because they're just fearful and they just don't want to learn they just don't i just absolutely don't want to but this all kind of um you know before we we kind of get more into it, any more of those details um the very unfortunate part of this you know talking about these uh preschool cases or you know daycare cases whatever is that um you know a lot of those people were uh acquitted or you know what have you they were found innocent and whatnot um but uh, another uh, another situation that um fed into you know satanic panic mass hysteria and that ended up getting uh three teenagers convicted of murder was the the memphis three. Oh yeah the west memphis three and um you know basically what it was and and maybe one day we'll cover that one because i know that's a big case a lot of oh, people sure. really like I, it yeah um but you know the gist the gist of it is that uh three eight-year-old boys were found murdered with you know obviously horrifically it was a terrible tragic thing and they blamed it on these three teenagers and said that you know it was part of satanic ritual abuse and you know that's that's why they did it and that's how they convicted them as and they had no real good evidence and you know they ended up spending most of their life in prison i think i'm pretty sure all of them are out they all ended up getting out yeah but what they had to do was they had to um they the convictions were not overturned because i believe it was georgia is that where it was whatever state they were convicted in was so afraid of having to pay them like you know like damages in a lawsuit that they let them out of jail but they said we'll let you out of jail but you have we're we're not going to overturn your conviction we're just going to like commute your sentence it was a real bizarre fucked up way that they did it and they did it just to try to just to protect themselves from a wrongful imprisonment lawsuit which was right. the biggest fuck you at the end too right is that the, now granted like damian knuckles who's like the most famous one of the three i mean like he did an episode of like midnight gospel on netflix which you should fucking watch it's amazing but like that dude he he's very vocal and he's very accessible and he he talks about it and he's the guy that he's like the one that everyone is friends Knows, with right shit. yeah um i mean that dude's gonna be fine they're not he's not gonna need money anyway but like you know i mean what about what about an apology what about an admitted well, like we right, did we you can't f- get the time back you know you, you can never get that back <clears throat> sorry i have party girl voice still um <laughs> but <laughs> yeah you can never get that time back you know once once it's kind of taken away but it kind of takes me to you know a different a, a different point when we're talking about because we started talking about the uh hypnotherapy and stuff like that and how that works um hypnotherapy aside like regression therapy aside um interrogation tactics can be 
extremely brutal on people. Another case that a lot of you know about is, uh, or should know about is, you know, making a murderer, Stephen Avery and, and, and Brendan Dassey, you know, Brendan, what's that? I never watched that. What? You've never watched it? No, I, I was like, Oh my fucking God. That came out and everyone I knew watched it in the one fucking weekend. And then it was gone. And then it was like, everyone was just talking about it. And I'm like, well, I didn't watch that. It just came out last weekend. And I'm like, I I didn't see it. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. You need to watch it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you right now. And, and most people, and and I'm just, everybody's listening. You haven't watched it. Fucking watch it because these guys got fucking railroaded. I mean, it's, it's insane. You know, the kid, that was convicted his nephew they say that 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 Stephen avery and brendan dassey murdered this woman right in the guy's trailer and uh the biggest piece of evidence that they had was the nephew's confession and the thing is is that even watching the interrogation videos like this this kid first of all he was he was a minor i'm pretty sure he was 16 he was being interrogated without a lawyer without a parent present um he's also I mean, for lack of a, of a better term, I guess I don't know how to say he's slow, right? He's, he's not he's not all there. And, you know, this kid thought that if he answered their was in, in, interrogated for hours and hours and hours and thought that if he answered their questions, he could go home. He just admitted to murder and he thought that he could go home because he was worried because he had a school project due and it was going to be late. And I mean, the way that they coaxed it out of him and and did it, I mean, it was just all so unethical. And at the end of the day, what he ended up saying was that they slit her throat and and then took her into the garage and shot her and had to really kill her. And meanwhile, there's pictures and videos of this guy's trailer. It's fucking disgusting. It is. It's a nasty, nasty place. But there wasn't a single drop of blood at that crime scene. I can tell you what. Pat, you watch it. We'll talk about it one of these days. Um, well, what do you think? What do you think happened if it wasn't if he didn't do it? Then what's what happened? Uh, I think that it's. I think that it was either the her ex boyfriend, because there's some evidence that there's actually more evidence that points to him than it, it does to those two, um, or it was um, actually uh, Stephen's other nephew, uh, Brendan's brother. Because there's evidence that points to him as well. Um, again, we can we can talk about that um, okay. one of these days because it's it is very interesting. It's very fucked up, and that's kind of how this happened. And it's like, well, why would they? You know, it would take a whole town. But Stephen Avery originally he was in prison for a rape that he didn't he didn't do, and they ended up proving it with DNA that he didn't do it. And so he spent like 20 years in prison, almost 20 years in prison. They let him out, and he was in the middle of litigations to get money from from the county or whatever he was about to be a millionaire and he was gonna win you know and so um they ended up you know then he ends up getting charged with murder and i'm sorry i think he did get the money they were paying him out and he got charged with murder and he went in and as a matter of fact they stopped they stopped giving him his money it doesn't work that way which is weird like if if that were to happen if you were getting a settlement it would go to whoever you're next to ken whoever but the money still goes somewhere they did not do that they didn't they found a loophole in the system to where they had they stopped paying him and there's no evidence against the guys none wow. and they're in there from fucking murder and then not just that there's two seasons of it now so you got to watch it but in the second season Brendan Dassey has gotten to the point to where his family has showed up at the prison to get him out like they keep telling this poor fucking kid that you can get out he's not a kid now he's like 31 but they keep telling him you can leave you know you're it's it's been overturned you know you you, you can go 
and then they change their fucking mind last minute and they're like nope never mind there's something else or you know and then they just don't let them go and it's it's just insane but that is the perfect example whether Stephen avery i'll tell you this right now that guy's a piece of shit he was a piece of shit you know does he deserve to be in prison for the rest of his life if he didn't kill her no he didn't but he wasn't a good guy i know guys like that you know they're not good people you know he's not a good person um but but this this his nephew just he wasn't fucking there he wasn't there you know this, none of this happened <laughs> and he's sitting in prison for it and it's, it's and guess what now if he, if either of them get out they're gonna have to pay the money and manitowoc county does not have the money to do that so anyway but that is a great example brandon dassey is a really great example of how interrogations go very bad and they didn't even need to to put the guy under to make him admit to this whole scenario and his story of course has changed multiple times because they just keep asking they're like oh they don't like that's what they do they they, they put the idea in your head so like oh okay so brandon did did you shoot her and he's just like yeah they're like okay did you cut her throat yeah I mean, that, that's his answer because, again, this kid who's mentally impaired thinks that he's going to be able to go home. He thinks that, I swear to God, and one of the phone calls to his mom, he's excited because he's going to be able to go to WrestleMania. And he hasn't been to WrestleMania yet. So, just saying. I think that when he gets out, because I think he needs to get out because he doesn't deserve to be there, uh, he should get WrestleMania pass for, for free for life. So, Well, Vince McMahon, if you're listening. Vince McMahon, listen. I know you listen to the show. Right. <laughs> You get Brendan Dassey <laughs> free fucking WrestleMania passes, but no. It, and anyway, I mean, it's it's hard to, you know, I, I guess it's hard to engage if if you don't know the show. But um, we can talk about it. We can do we can do an episode on that. I'd love to do it uh, because it's it needs attention, and you know, it needs all the attention because it's fucked up that they're doing this and they're getting away with it. And uh, but that's a very modern day. I mean, I, that even happened in like I think the early two thousands or maybe closer to the 2010s i don't remember but you know it does still happen so i mean it's so easy to to get people to to, to influence people with mm. the correct methods um which is what happened in the case with all these all these kids i mean you know of course like you said the one case had all kinds of crazy shit like robots and flying people and you know stuff like that and obviously none of that was true you know and and they're kids so yeah they're gonna get creative with it and get fun with it fucking chuck norris you know abusing kids <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it's it just it's it's so easy for that influence to happen but anyway so the west memphis memphis three is another one um maybe we'll talk about that more in in length but that just kind of fed it more into what was going on everybody's like oh obviously it's you know satanic ritual abuse that happened here because that's a hot topic right now and that's what we're going to claim it as well what's so crazy about that and even you know um this is something that once again I, I keep pimping this uh the this people who make stuff episode with tpk mike but you know how, how these people like consistently get the fucking details wrong and that's why it's so infuriating that like okay so damon eccles was considered to be a satanist because he listened to metallica right okay so like you know like metallica is not very satanic like at all like if you're talking about music that has like satanic lyrics or or anything like that you know maybe maybe you want to talk about slayer or maybe you want to talk about like norwegian death metal scene where like the people fucking kill themselves on stage like where it's where like the real hardcore shit is but when you're saying like oh he listens to 
Kiss and Metallica. He must be a he must be a Satanist. It's like, dude, you don't know shit about music. <laughs> And you yeah. sound like a fucking idiot right now. Same thing, like when they talk about like uh, like D and D, like you know, there is a there is a Call of Cthulhu uh, tabletop role playing game, obviously based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft, that is way more demonic and way more satanic, and has been around for a very long time as well. And when people talk about you know, you know these role playing games that introduce people into a cult. It's not D&D. D&D is you go into a cave and you kill some fucking orcs and you take some treasure and you come back and then you go to town and you spend the money, right? Like it's, it's, or you're solving a puzzle on a wall. It's, there's games out there that are, or, or like the Vampire the Masquerade game, which is a lot of LARPing, live action role playing, right? Now they, they tend to think like, oh yeah, these kids were playing D&D and they lost their minds and they thought that they were elves and, and druids and they living in these caves. They don't do that. Now, you want to talk about LARPing, Vampire the Masquerade, there's a lot of people, there's a real lot of people that put on trench coats and black sunglasses and Smith's t-shirts and slick their hair back and pretend like they're fucking princes and shit. Like, that does happen, but it happens with Vampire the Masquerade. Are there tabletop role-playing games with heavily, heavily influenced, like, occult elements? Yes. It's not D&D, though. It's more Call of Cthulhu. Right. So, once again, like, these people, like, they're not like they're 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 not even getting it right when they when they there's there's cartoons out there they're demonic like the smurfs like what the fuck are you talking about so it's not to say that like there aren't people there there's not content or entertainment being created with ties to the occult because there is but if you look at like the things that tipper gore and these politicians and these police go after they always get it completely wrong and they go after the wrong things which if anything should just prove how how this stuff is just hysteria you know yeah well right and i mean just kind of everything at the time was was satan was considered satanic i mean even like you know video games started becoming a big thing in the 80s Mm -hmm. and you know some of the video games that that we had castlevania you know and everybody's like oh no it's it's vampires and it's you know scary and i mean silly shit there's like a i don't know you know if you if you watched angry video game nerd or not but no. oh gosh he's fucking hilarious james rolf is a fucking king amongst youtubers anyway um he's got an episode where he just riffs on on bad video games they're not always bad but he's got an episode talking about uh super mario brothers 3 and he starts making i mean it's a joke but he starts like taking little pieces of the game and he's like making ties back to like satanism and eventually it gets the cartridge gets possessed by the devil and jesus comes in it's a whole big thing anyway um you know sounds because, hilarious it is it's fucking hilarious it's fucking hilarious <laughs> um but <laughs> i'm sure most people here that listen to the show probably, probably seen it um but you know the, the point of it was just to kind of pick it apart because again video games were like a big you know we had different um legends and rumors and stuff behind them like uh you know polybius was a you know a, a big legend that people had that you know the fucking game and maybe we'll talk about polybius one day what's you know, polybius you don't know about polybius baby i wouldn't ask you if i did oh my fucking god oh pat you're learning so much tonight um oh, polybius gosh. is a, is an arcade game that um you know sh would show up in different arcades and it would make people physically ill some people it they would kill themselves after playing it um maybe about once a week or maybe once a month it was like some uh, it was like some mysterious figure 
um, you know, some kind of men in black maybe would come in and like pull data from the game. Is this fucking real? Uh, I don't know. What spell it for me? Because polyamorous is what my phone autocorrects pull, to. Pull of course. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Uh-huh. Um, no, uh, P O L Y. P O L Y. P O L Y. B I U S. Polybius. Polybius game. Polybius game. No, it's an, it says urban legend, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily an urban legend. That's a lot of people remember playing it, so I don't know. Um, but you know, that's that was a. I mean, so I mean, there's you know darkness surrounding this video game or whatever. I mean, there's other like you know curse games back you know different. Well, yeah, that that's kind of a. There's, I mean, the the king in yellow was uh, a cursed play that was supposed to drive people mad that that watched it. And then in the mountains of madness, or uh, in the mouth of madness, uh, John Carpenter movie about a cursed book that people went crazy and they turned it into a movie. And then you had cigarette burn. That I mean, that's a that's a, like a recurring theme, right? It's one of those uh, with like stories that we tell. Mm-hmm. American Horror Stories, the anthology series that's on FX right now, their third or fourth episode this season was about a cursed film that plays at a drive-through. And it turns everybody into zombies, and there's a it's basically a zombie massacre at a drive-through movie theater. Um, yeah, so that's like one of sure. those. Sure, and we've had you know songs and th- you know it's, yeah. it's been around for a very long time, um, but in in the eighties and in the nineties, all those things, all those things were attributed specifically to satanic ritual abuse. <laughs> Somehow, you know that's they they would just make leaps and bounds to make it be about that they'd be like it's it's like you know for a long time back in like the early 2010s you know we saw people they're like oh that means you know some that's it's a triangle so it means illuminati it's the same thing it's the same fucking concept it's the same exact thing it's just packaged differently and called a different name well the like the question that i brought up earlier is that okay but if if this if all of these things were to were to actually work, which they don't because they're fucking stupid, but like if they were to work, what would the world look like if we stopped using daycares, if we stopped listening to metal music, if we stopped watching cartoons with questionable content, if we stopped playing role-playing games, right? All of which are acts that kind of, you know, are, are kind of, they're, they're things that promote independence, right? If, if we start using daycare facilities, women can leave the home. If, you know, rock and roll music and, and, and stuff like that, like obviously that's part of Teenage Rebellion, role-playing games, they encourage free thinking. And, and I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of fucking role-playing games. I play them with my, I play D&D with my kids, right like because it teaches them to count it teaches them like storytelling it teaches them all kinds of shit it's way more if you're going to spend three hours with your kids doing something you're better off playing like a role-playing game with them than you are making them play fucking speed or something or or, or whatever um i meant card game not like do adderall with them i know where you guys where your fucking head was at but uh you know what i mean like i just i think it's kind of like it's almost like if you if you really want to be if you if you're really of the conspiratorial mindset then why like let's look at the conspiracy behind the satanic panic why is this a an agenda that's being pushed periodically on us throughout history and and like you said it's it, it comes from that puritanical element in our society trying to regain control 
but why? What do they want? Is it right. that they want? Is it is it because a puritanical society, a society that's strict and God fearing, where women don't have rights, children are fucking kept under lock and key? What what is the benefit of that type of like who 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 benefits from that environment? Well, here's what I can tell you about it is that like you said let's just say we stop doing all those things right then what we would find we would still find something else to be fearful of people like to be scared it's an adrenaline rush for them okay so what whatever it is they will they will find something to fear because it touches certain parts in our brains and stimulates us in a way that other things cannot possibly stimulate us now that doesn't mean everybody has illogical fe- I mean, well, that's not true. A lot of people do have illogical fears. As you a know what? Fact. I want to say that, and, and this is going to get me, you know, if anything's going to get me canceled, it's going to be this. I want to say that's an argument that Joe Rogan has made in the past. That if you look at the way that we're wired as just as, as creatures, that we, for the longest time, lived in high-pressure life-or-death situations where we had to hunt bears or bears were going to fucking hunt us, where we had to worry about food, where we had to worry about warring tribes, right? Or we were living on, you know, I mean, roll the, roll the clock back 200 years and you had to worry about, you know, living life on the range and fucking cattle rustlers coming and killing you and fucking to steal your cows and shit. Like, it, we, like the, the existence that we as people live now is very 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 coddled compared to what human beings have known throughout the course of history yeah and that it's because of that lack of fear in our daily lives that used to exist organically that we create reasons to interject it and and you know i don't like joe rogan but i can agree with that yes (laughs) well i don't know if that's necessarily something that he came up with he might be repeating that from something that he that that he, you know, that on a Probably. podcast that he heard, you know, Probably, but yeah. yeah, that's something that I want to say that I heard on it. I, I heard, I heard him say on the show before, and it sounds true. I mean, it's worth thinking about. It, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, like I said, people really enjoy. You know, we kind of talked a lot. That was the oh, another beautiful thing about Crypto Bash was like we w- we were really drunk and like yelling, like drunk people yelling at this hotel bar, but like we were drunk people yelling about Bigfoot and aliens and shit. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's what was missing when I when I was looking at that. It was just a lot of vendors. Like there should have been a panel. There well, should have been some cryptid bash. There should there should have been a panel. You're right. There yeah. should have been a panel. It was all vendors. Uh, there was some music. Um, I I agree with that. Um, maybe that's a good suggestion for next year. Um, I mean I would do it. So just you know telling you guys, uh, moth boys, I will do it. Um, but anyway, you're right. But at the end of the night, you know, we are all, like I said, we're getting drunk and like I said, we're yelling about Bigfoot and fucking the Tokel Ocean shit. So it was, <laughs> it was fun. But, um, what, what was I saying? Where was I going with that? Um, oh, I remember. Finding so reasons people, to be afraid. Right. So people, you know, there's a, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of people. And I would say that most fans of this stuff want these things to be demons like that's what they believe these are demons and and i I just i think it's because they want to be afraid they like a good scary story and that's what they like that's why people like hearing the gory details about things you know they like the scary story and so yeah i mean i do think that there's something to that and i think that that you know again even if we stopped you know being satanist and heathens you know or whatever we would still find something then all of a sudden water would become the new fucking metallica i don't know 
Well, you know, I forget what what I oh, you know what it was? It was Fear Street, that Fear Street trilogy I was telling you about yeah. on Netflix. So on the the third uh, the third movie in the series uh, deals with similar uh, themes of this. It, it's it takes place in the year sixteen sixty six. And basically, they blame the kids for drink. You know, the kids go out in the woods and they drink this fermented berry juice and they get drunk and they eat shrooms and they party and trip just as kids do. And uh, there's these two girls that are lesbians and they fucking scissor or whatever. And they're afraid that it summons the devil. And uh, there's a there's a line that one of the um, one of the other townspeople who's probably also a homosexual male. watch the series it's very good but basically like you know back then the outsiders couldn't really be outsiders but they kind of looked out for each other so this girl's obviously a lesbian and her father has her kind of betrothed to this guy who's probably gay and he's a little bit older and he's kind of like look this is don't like this is just what we have to do don't worry about it you know and uh he comes up with he says this line where like she's a she's starting to buy into the moral panic and like did i somehow summon the devil by being gay which back then you could see how that could be something that someone would actually weigh on their mind now i hope i did you know jesus if not i'm gonna fucking shove more hamsters in my ass but (laughs) this idea that this this line where he says you know nobody can be tricked into giving themselves to satan if satan is real and the devil's real and all this stuff is real then you cannot unknowingly sell your soul to him. It has to be a deliberate and conscious effort to do so. So this idea that children can be manipulated through media or culture or partying or or homosexuality to somehow sell their souls to the devil, it's bullshit. That's not how it fucking works. If it works at all, if it's even fucking true. And I and I thought that like I was like, wow, that's a very brilliant point to bring up. And that's something that I think needs to be really held in when you talk about all this like cultural stuff, satanic panic. That yeah, I mean, if the fuck if all of this shit's true and the devil's true and all this shit's true, you're telling me that like Jesus isn't fucking powerful enough to stop kids like that's how it works like if i watch the smurfs too much or if i listen to too many fucking kiss albums i could somehow unknowingly fucking forfeit my soul like i don't think it works like if god has any kind of power whatsoever that wouldn't be possible right you know so that's a lot of this shit defies logic and that's when i think that's when my conspiratorial mindset starts to kick in and like, wait, what are they trying to do? What are they trying to mold culture into? This is a culture war, right? Like, what are they trying to make it? They don't want it to be this, but why do they want it to be that? I don't know. Uh, I agree. I don't have answers for that, but I mean, <laughs> right? you know, I wish I did. Maybe um, you do. Drop us a line. <laughs> well, yeah, if, if you do, please, uh, you, you, you can write to us. Um, we have an email account uh, on Wednesdays. We talk weird at gmail.com. Uh, you can or you can dm us and tell us you know uh, about this or maybe you know what maybe you were a victim of satanic ritual abuse and maybe you can prove to us that we are just full of shit and this is absolutely real and you've got a story to tell i mean let us know we'll share right Right. well look how it's being used now with with the QAnon stuff and with the democrats you know what I mean? Now it's yeah. now they're actually they're 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 dragging out the satanic panic to try to convince people to vote fucking red. You know, 
Like, right. That's that's maybe that has been the end game all along, and now it's just a little bit more blatant. You know. Well, I don't think I don't think it's I think no, I don't think so. I just think there, there's always been something. Again, if if you go and just don't don't research, listen, just don't research satanic panic. Research plural panic, and you'll find that throughout history and time, this repeats itself over and over and over again for whatever reason. It just continues. Is there any part of you that thinks that maybe we are a culture with that's experiencing a decline in morality? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. And our statistics prove it. Our crime rates are better than they have ever been, regardless of what people people are like, oh, yeah, crime's so bad anymore. It's really not, actually, guys. It's really, really good. And it gets better every year. As somebody that lives in the city of Chicago, I would... I'm not going to disagree with you because I don't have research in front of me, but everything that I've seen shows that crime's kind of going up. But but that's just from your personal experience, and your personal experience is not a great enough scope to measure that on. I know I I completely agree. I live. You know in what I mean? So like, and, and I get that, but it's just that it, the reason why it seems so bad now is because we live in an age of information where everything's readily at our fingertips. We didn't have that in the, like the 80s and 90s. You know mm. what I mean? We didn't have that shit when I was growing up or you were growing up. So you didn't hear about these things as much. And word didn't spread as fast as it does now. You know? Yeah. So Yeah, I, and mean, I think you you have to look at it per capita, too. Like, the Wild West, you know, like this weekend in Chicago, there was 40 shootings and 10 deaths. But, you know, there's also a fucking shit ton of people that live here. You know, if you were to go back right. 200 years to the Wild West and you re- and you you know divide you know you reduce the amount of crime per capita to the amount of people would there be you know what I mean? you know what I'm saying like if you were to just do the math like that um sure I guess- yeah I, I know exactly I mean yeah I know yeah. exactly what you're saying but like yeah if you look at the numbers I mean people keep saying it and every time someone says the shit they're like oh it's just not like it used to be it used to be great you know like there's a there's a post that I'll see on Facebook that goes around every once in a while <clears throat> and it's a it's like pic- different pictures of like the 1950s and like how people are like, oh man, I wish I was born in that time period. And it's like the cars, and it's like, you know, the girls and guys going on dates at the at the fucking soda shop or you know whatever. Except like, you know, for one, there's not a single black person in any of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like women like weren't allowed to just do whatever they want to do. As a matter of fact, those dates and shit that you saw them going on, like they better fucking make it. Like they they better fucking hit it off and impress that man so that he marries her and takes care of her forever like it wasn't a good time like it's very much romanticized but like living in that time period was fucking bullshit the aesthetic's fine sure appreciate the aesthetic but to say that like oh you wish you lived in that time period that's pretty fucked up (laughs) i mean what you know like i said it wasn't a good happy time you couldn't you know this this show wouldn't make it we'd be we'd be you know somebody would have fucking lynched us by now um you know because we because we're not allowed to be that way so i mean it's just you know that's one of those things but again you know i tell people all the time go go look go look at the crime rates you know statistically speaking it's way better and it just gets better and better every year go look at teen pregnancy you know kids don't even smoke cigarettes anymore like that's not a thing they don't do that anymore it's not cool anymore yeah i mean i think back about like how the 90s and stuff and um we were in the middle of a public health crisis and aids was fucking everywhere and i i miss being 15 <laughs> don't get me wrong i when i think sometimes when people romanticize the past they're romanticizing their youth 
they're not really romanticizing that era in in, in history. You know what I mean? I think right. it's just like, oh yeah, I remember when I was fifteen and the and everything was fine. It's like, well, dude, yeah, because you were in fucking high school. Like, yeah, shit gets significantly harder the older that you get. Um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to live in the past. I don't think there's any era that was inherently better than this one you know what i mean we didn't have the shit we have now i like i like having a smartphone and doing a podcast and and all this stuff i would right i want to live in the fucking 70s and you know and not do that <laughs> stuff i mean maybe visit sometimes but like to live there no thank you right well yeah i would i would yeah i i uh there's no better place than here and there's no better time than right now in the words of bill and ted the end of bogus journey you know <laughs> well you know what i'm gonna end it right there i i, I think that, i think i'm done <laughs> that was perfectly said <laughs> unless you have anything else to add station station okay all right well there you go guys uh with that being said uh see you back here next wednesday